Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Rogue Preparedness Podcast. Thank you all so much for listening. I really appreciate every single one of you. And if at any time you ever have any questions, please feel free to send them to morgan at roguepreparedness.com. Or you can always send them through Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Just search for Rogue Preparedness and you should find me. All right, so um, I also do want to ask one other favor. I have some gift guides. If you're listening to this around a holiday or birthday season, or you have somebody to listen to, or whatever, um, I have some gift guides up for kids, non-preppers, and preppers up on my website at roguepreparedness.com. I also have some very cool stuff on there, free downloadables and all that kind of stuff. Next, this next podcast, I'm going to be talking about preparedness goals and how we can get started for the new year for that. Um, but this podcast is going to be talking about some preparedness myths. Oh, I love myths. Um, I think that there's some preconceived notions about what certain people think about preparedness or what preparedness is, right? Well, I am going to be trying to bust some of those myths today. Um, so we're going to just dive right into it. Um, the first myth that I hear a lot, and I think... This is having to do with a lot of um, bios about some of the bigger name, you know, websites and and preppers and things like that is um, a lot of people think that you have to have grown up as a prepper in order to actually be a prepper. That's not true at all. I did not grow up as a prepper. Okay. I got started over 10 years ago and you know, I, I'm not a prepper or I wasn't a prepper. I am a prepper now. I was never a prepper. I did not grow up prepping. I didn't grow up hunting. I didn't grow up fishing. I grew up camping in the outdoors, loving all that. I didn't grow up any, with any survival skills. You know, I barely knew how to make a fire. You know, like whenever we made a fire when we were camping, my dad would always make it and my brother. And apparently I learned later on that my dad taught my brother how to use a firearm, but he never taught me, which was weird and actually makes me feel a little slighted um and so anyway um I learned to hold my first firearm um with an ex-boyfriend like uh gosh I don't know early 20s I was in my early 20s I think uh no actually I think I was 19 no uh I don't know anyway it was um early 20s and then I didn't really get into firearms until I met my husband Um, and so, you know, now I I love everything about, you know, prepping, outdoors, survival, bushcraft, you know, firearms, all that stuff. So no, you do not have to have grown up in a sort of prepper household, um, you know, learning, learning those survival skills, you know, being on a farm, all that. You don't have to have grown up. You can start prepping now at any time. Okay. (laughs) Now is better than never. Or, you know, in two days, it's better than never or whatever, you know. I mean, the sooner the better, of course. But, uh, you know, I just think that when I'm reading through somebody's bio, it's always like, yeah, I grew up in a prepping household. And it's like, well, I didn't, you know, like, and, and I'm, I've learned a lot and I'm still learning. You know, I think this journey of preparedness and survival and bushcraft is never ending learning. So, um, anyway, um, another myth is you do, uh, that you have to be prior military to be a prepper. 
that's not true at all. You do not have to be, have any prior military. A lot of preppers do have prior military experience because, um, you know, the military, I think, kind of gets you started on that kind of journey. But that doesn't, you know, and even people who have been in the military still aren't preppers. I know lots of people who have been in the military and they are far from, they are not preppers. They don't want to be prepared. They have no interest in any of that stuff. They barely have interest in the outdoors, right? Um, and maybe they have slight interest, but they're just not, you know, in really interested. You know, they're not real preppers, you know, not, not real preppers, but they're not really into preparedness. That's what I mean. So no, you definitely don't have to have prior military experience. Um, Okay, so another myth is you have to have like 25 years worth of food in order to be properly prepared. And another one is you have to have at least one year worth of food to be properly prepared. Both of those are complete myths. In order to be prepared, you just have to be prepared, okay? You have to have at least some stored food and water, I believe. You know, I don't think that somebody can... I, I think that um, in the long term, if you are surviving completely on the land, you know, that's that's one thing, you know, but I think to be, you know, truly prepared for kind of emergencies and disasters, I'm not talking about like off-grid survival or anything, but to be prepared for emergencies and disasters, you know, I do think people need to have at least some food and water, more than 72 hours, but it doesn't have to be a full year. I always recommend that people have at least two weeks worth of food. Uh, because you're you're not only storing food and food and water for the actual disaster itself, you're actually um, also storing that stuff for the aftermath. Okay, it's because in most of the times the aftermath is going to be the longest portion of actual survival. Okay, so you know the emergency comes and goes, and then you got to survive the aftermath, right? Um, but sometimes, you know, the actual emergency is the only emergency, like a lights out situation. Maybe lights just went out. Well, that's the emergency. And then once the lights come back on, you know, everything's kind of back to normal or whatever. Then you'll replenish your food and water from there. Right. Um, okay. So anyway, um, no, you know, you don't need 25 years worth. you don't even need a year. You know, there's lots of people in all sorts of circumstances that can't afford a year. They can't store a year. There's just, it's not, it's not feasible. It's not uh, possible for them to have a, a year. It's barely possible for some people to have, you know, like a month's worth just because of how they live or whatever, you know, it just kind of depends. Um, another myth is that you have to live on land. Um, no, to be a prepper, you do not have to live on land. You do not need an off grid cabin somewhere. You don't have to have a bug out location that's on land. You just don't. In order to be prepared, you just prepare. Like I was saying earlier, you know, you don't have to have any of this stuff. You know, if you live in the city, if you live in an apartment, if you live in a home, in a suburb, it doesn't matter. Just be prepared. In fact, if you live in a city, that's even more reason that you need to be prepared because there are a lot more dangerous variables when you live in a city or an apartment or, you know, in the suburbs like that. You know, there there's a lot of variables, dangerous variables when you're living in in the country as well. Okay. If you think you're perfectly safe in the country, you're wrong. <laughs> there are dangers everywhere. You know, there's pros and cons to everything. Um, and so, you know, I think that though it is even more important that you prepare if you do live in a city. Um, okay. So, um, next one is going to be you, if you have a disability or you're elderly or you're single, you can't prep. 
Well, that's just bull. You can absolutely prep if you have a disability, um, if you are uh, elderly, and especially if you're single. I think there there is a lot of emphasis on family preparedness, but I think that preparedness, you know, a lot of people are like, well, I prep because I have a family. Well, I prepped long before I had a family. You know, I, I prepped before I even met my husband. And so, um, you know, now when I met my husband, you know, I went really a lot harder just because it was, it was honestly easier to get prepared with my husband. But, you know, I wasn't really that like committed to it before him either. But once I met him, you know, we got really committed and now I'm, it's, you know, life now. Um, but, uh, the whole part, you know, I think a lot of people just kind of get discouraged. It's like, oh, I'm single. You know, I don't have a family. I can't be prepared. What do I have to be prepared for? Well, I don't know. You have to be prepared for your life. <laughs> I mean, you're still a person. You're still somebody who has a life to live, right? You have goals, aspirations, dreams, right? Like you still want to continue to live this life, right? Well, by being prepared and being self-sufficient and being able to take care of yourself, you can prolong your life, right? You can, you can sort of, uh, weigh the odds into your favor, <laughs> right? Uh, by being a little prepared. So whether you're single, whether you're a teenager, you know, whether you're elderly, uh, disabled, you know, anybody, everybody should and can be prepared no matter, no matter what is going on. Um, so, uh, people also think that you have to have a lot of money to prep and I totally understand why they think like this because in a lot of YouTube videos and a lot of blogs and things, you know, people are sharing very expensive gear. You know, a lot of times people share expensive gear and it's like, well, I can't really afford that, you know, $500, you know, firearm and and I don't think it really matters, you know, just because somebody reviews something doesn't mean that you have to buy it. Great. You reviewed it. A lot of times I'll watch reviews and I'm like, man, I wish I could afford that. Maybe one day, you know, like I really want a freeze dryer totally out of our budget and now impossible because we live full time in an RV. I could get rid of our fridge and put a freeze dryer there, but uh, I think we need a fridge more than a freeze dryer. Although we could just freeze dry all our food, you know, that we bring in. And then we wouldn't even need a fridge to preserve it because we're preserving it with the freeze dryer. Ah, okay. <laughs> That's a crazy idea. Okay, anyway. Um, crazy, but a brilliant idea, I think. Um, okay, so you really don't need a lot of money to prep. There are so many ways to prep on a budget or with no money. And I do have some articles on my website if you just search, you know, budget, um finances, things like that on my, on my website at roguepreparedness.com. And also on my YouTube, I do have some budget, a lot of budget, uh, stuff, you know, dollar store. There's just a lot of ways that you can be prepared without a lot of money. And, you know, we're all, we all have different budgets and things. And so, um, you know, just because you can't afford something doesn't mean that, you know, you're not, you can't be prepared. Well, I can't afford that freeze dryer. I guess I can't be prepared. I guess I'll just give up. Don't say that. You know, there's lots of other ways to be prepared. You don't need a freeze dryer. Okay. Would it be nice? Heck yeah. You know, you don't need that, you know, $2,000 gun or whatever. Would it be real nice? Sure. You know? But uh, work within your means and you can be prepared. I, I promise. Okay. Um, 
And the next one is uh, you you can't live in an apartment. So kind of like what I was saying above, you know, you have to have land. Well, this is a lot of people think that you cannot be prepared sufficiently while living in an apartment. And that's just so wrong. Like I was saying earlier, you know, you uh, should especially be prepared because you live in an apartment because there are a lot of um, variables when it comes to living in an apartment that is even different from a home um, and so there's actually a whole website devoted to apartment prepping I think it's called apartment it's either called apartmentprepper.com or apartmentprepping.com uh, by Bernie and um, it talks a lot about um, prepping an apartment in small spaces in the city, stuff like that. And it's just really, um, logical information. You know, it doesn't matter where you live. You just prep. Okay. It does not matter where you live. Just prep. <laughs> Let me say it one more time. It doesn't matter where you live. Just prep. Okay. <laughs> um, a lot of people think that you have to have a car in order to fully be prepared. You know, when a lot of people talk about bugging out, they talk about, you know, bugging out in a vehicle. And I do it, okay, I am totally guilty of this. First thing that comes to my mind is prepping, is bugging out in a vehicle and having a vehicle kit and prepping our vehicles and stuff like that. You know, the majority of people in the United States do have a vehicle, but many people do not have a vehicle. And you can still very much be prepared even if you do not have a car, a car, Jeep or truck or whatever, you know, some sort of, um, you know, a vehicle. So, you know, you could just have to kind of think outside the box a little bit. A bicycle, fantastic option. You know, not only is, are you getting really healthy, you know, by biking around, but you can put a little trailer on the bag. You can get sides, uh, like saddlebags. You can get, um, you know, like a little basket in the front. You know, you can really pimp out your bike really, really good for just around the town and bugging out and all that sort of stuff. Uh, so... Yeah, I mean, a bike is a really good option, really cheap, easy to maintain, cheap to maintain, I should say as well. Um, you know, I mean, but if you want something else like, um, you know, a skateboard, you know, I mean, I, I would think even if you do have a vehicle, you would want some sort of tiered system. So, okay, you have a, a car, right? Well, you will probably want bicycles as well, because what if you can't get through with your car? What if you can't use your car? What if, you know, your car runs out of gas and, you, and, you know, you've depleted your uh, resources, you know, your extra fuel tanks that you brought with you, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Um, a bicycle is just great. You know, it's a great, great option. Um, you know, of course, your own two feet are going to be really good as well. And, you know, you can really maneuver great with a bicycle in your own two feet way more than you can maneuver in a car you know I'm not saying you know totally get rid of your car if you have one but I mean you know you want to have tiered options you want to have the options of you know don't just rely on your vehicle I definitely pimp out your vehicle for sure but you know don't just rely on it or whatever so yeah I mean if you don't have a car you know think of alternatives for sure but you can still be prepared even if you don't have a car um, and then some people think that you have to be either right wing, left wing, you know, whatever. You have to have a certain political view in order to be a prepper. And that is completely wrong too. And I, and I think, you know, there's so much division between uh, political views and just politics in general that, um, 
you know, you might see the prepper side of it, you know, being so heavy on one side, um, mainly because of firearm rights, you know, and, um, but the, does that mean that, you know, like Democrats, they don't like, uh, firearms? No, I know lots of Democrats that like firearms. Their voice probably is just not as loud. Okay. So we have to, you know, we, I mean, we cannot have this division. We can't have this division that it's like, oh, well, if you're Democrat, you can't be a prepper. Oh, you know, only Republicans can be the prepper, you know, can be preppers or whatever. You know, only right wing or only left. I mean, we can't do that. We're dividing amongst ourselves. And we have to encourage everybody to be prepared, no matter what your political stances are. Now, I will say that we do have to fight for what we believe in regardless. Okay. Even if I don't agree with you, I think it's important for you to be prepared. Even if I do not, be, you know, believe in your political review, beliefs, rather, I still want you to be prepared. You know, our differences do not divide us necessarily. They simply um, are just differences of opinions. You know, uh, it would be a really, really boring world if we all thought the same. Now I will say <laughs> there are, you know, extremes to this. It's like, you know, if you're, you know, some dictator somewhere, <laughs> you know, if you want to be the next Hitler, well, I'm probably not going to want you to be prepared, right? <laughs> uh, but no, I, I still think that everybody needs to be prepared regardless of your political views. Okay, which brings me to my last myth that you have to be religious in order to be a prepper. I think that a lot of people um, think that if you're religious, you're a good person. Um, but I've seen a lot of religious people that are nasty, mean, evil people. Okay, a lot of times people use religion as an excuse to for their evil. Okay, and that's been happening way throughout history. And a lot of people use their religion to do good. So I don't think that in the grand scheme of things, religion necessarily matters when it comes to preparedness. I think that you just need to be prepared. If you have the desire to be prepared, it doesn't matter what your religion is or isn't. It doesn't matter if you are religious or not. It matters that you are prepared and that you have a strong moral compass. Truly. I think that's what it really boils down to. Whether your moral compass is God or, or whether your moral compass is just your internal being saying, you know what, this is wrong and this is right. You know, because when it comes down to it, there is wrong and right. And when it comes down to it, there is a lot of gray, of course, there's going to be a lot of gray areas. But, um, you know, we can't deny the fact that, you know, there's good and evil in everybody. And it's up to us to manage that evil. And it's up to us to to bring out as the good, as much good as we possibly can. And I know some of you, I'm probably losing a lot of you here, but you know, it's true, you know, and I know there's a lot of preppers and there's a lot of survivalists, a lot of, a lot of people who are just so anti-people, anti-community, just anti the world, you know, like I just want to go hide away in a bunker and, and listen, sometimes I feel like that too. This world is freaking insane. Okay. And I just want to go hide away in a cabin in the woods somewhere and never see another living soul. That is not 
who we are. It's not who people are. You know, it's not just the fact that, you know, we probably need to trade and barter for goods. You know, we need to go out to get food. You know, we need to rely on uh, other people and goods and community and, you know, for security and comfort and socialization. You know, whether we want to believe it or not, humans are social beings. And you can say all you want about how I'm not a social person you know, I'm just a loner. I could never talk to anybody again in my life. But I, I, I want to bet that you're probably not a very happy person. And you know, sometimes I get really drained talking to people or, or being engaged with people or interacting with people. I can get drained, but I still love, love talking to people. I love interacting with people. I love hearing their stories. I love knowing you know, where people have been, what they've been doing, you know, because we all live these different lives and we can learn so much from each other, you know, and uh, prepping is a really good way to get to know other people, especially in the prepping community. Um, and I'm kind of going off on a tangent here, <laughs> but I think, you know, I, I would beg to say that that's a whole nother myth all in itself and that all preppers just want to go live away in a bunker by themselves. No, they're, you know, every single day preppers are walking among you and you never know. Um, you know, they are social, they are nice, they have lives, they work, you know, they go to work, they go to school, they have kids, they go on adventures, they have, they play sports, you know, they do everything everybody else does, you know, preppers are just human beings. We're not like these, some weird cult, you know, <laughs> we're just not. And so I think that's one thing that I really want people to understand about preppers. We're not a cult, you know, everybody should be prepared for just the littlest of things. Um, even if it's just everyday preparedness of, you know, having some diapers around for your kids in the car, you know, um, having a, carrying a water bottle around with, you, you know, just little things that you can do every single day to be prepared is that's, that's prepping, that's preparedness. So anyway, um, I just wanted to, uh, talk about some of the myths and I hope that you've enjoyed this podcast. I'm trying to keep the podcast around 30 ish minute around I would say around 20 minutes in between 50 minutes um and some of them are going to be longer and some of them are going to be shorter but I really really truly appreciate you listening and if you really like this podcast please consider sharing it and if you do share it on any social media channel please tag me so that I can share it and I can thank you and please leave a review. I don't even, you know, if you don't like this podcast, leave a review. If you love this podcast, leave a review. I'm not telling you to leave a good review. Just please leave a review. Thank you very much. I really appreciate that. And come to my website at roguepreparedness.com and find me on all the social media channels, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Just search Rogue Preparedness and you'll see me pop up. Again, thank you all so much for listening and let's get to the question of the week. Okay, so for this week's prepper question, it's actually just kind of a general question. If you do have a question for me that you'd like to, me to answer on the podcast, please uh, let me know on any of my social media channels or um, you can email directly at morgan at roguepreparedness.com or click the little contact button on my website at roguepreparedness.com. 
Okay, so for this week's question, what is a prepper group? So a prepper group can be anything uh, between, you know, like some sort of prepper community. It could be just a family. It could be so many different things. Um, but generally a prepper group is just a uh, kind of says it in the name, but uh, it's just a group of people who are all interested in preparedness. I don't think it's any sort of exclusive club or anything, though. You know, I, I used to uh, get uh, all sort of sorts of invitations into prepper groups, and every some prepper groups are very strict. Like every single person has to have very specific skills. You know, they have to have, you know, every single person has to have to have a CCW and every single person has to own certain types of guns. I mean, some are very strict and I've never actually been a part of any sort of prepper group. I've been a part of the prepper community for a long time. Um, and you know, our family is our group. You know, I think it's important to enlist people in a group that you trust and you know that could be friends and family uh, it could you know your group could be two people your group could be four people your group could be 10 people you know I think more than 10 it can start getting really unwieldy truly uh, you know unless it were like a group of 10 like in this city and then it's the same group factor, but it's in another city or something, you know, like that. Um, anyway, a prepper group is basically just the people, you know, who are just all getting prepared together. So, you know, I, I think that groups are fine. You don't ever have to join a group. Don't ever feel pressured into joining a group. Okay. While there, while I do believe this, there's safety in numbers. Sometimes you can simply get your neighborhood involved in preparedness. You can get a community involved in preparedness, your family, friends. There are lots of ways to get people involved in preparedness and to rely on them in emergencies and disasters. Um, so anyway, thank you all so much for listening. I truly appreciate y'all. Again, if you ever have any questions, send them my way. Thank you all so much for listening. Conquer tomorrow by preparing today. Talk to y'all later. Bye.